Today's conversation is titled Black Life in America. We will discuss from our standpoint some of the things that contribute to the condition in the black community and what we can do individually and collectively to improve it. Um, you know, I, I noticed that uh, a lot of people, you know, that, that are that try to influence like the vote, the black vote and other things in the in the community, they, they refer to this thing called the black agenda. Now, I'm thinking that the black agenda is a list of, of expectations and demands you know that that the black community or at least the people that have elevated themselves to the to the role of leaders in the black community i think that um it's it's a list of demands that that they expect a politician to move and push forward for them you know what if you had like a list of three things that you would like to see included on that on that black agenda what would you say for me the black agenda, the word agenda means something in the future towards moving, moving towards, moving forward. Some of those things I would like to see, I think black home ownership is way too low. Okay. For the part, uh, for the part that we play in the economy, the amount of money that we spend. I would like us to get more serious about our financing our finances as far as pulling that money together, collectively finding institutions where we can accure some interest for the things that are good and healthy for our future, collectively. Um, the third thing is always going to be academics. Academics is always going to be high on my list. You know, right. Very high. Yeah, those are all three things that I've seen listed on the black agenda. You know, any one that I've seen, you know, is education and, and home ownership and things. Do you believe, though, that the government plays a role in, you know, or do you think that it's a personal accountability that, that, you know, I mean, as far as education, yeah, you have to provide good, safe schools. But when it comes to home ownership or, or anything like that, do you think that that um, it's the it's the responsibility of government to put in place programs to help people get into home ownership or? I, I would like to think that that would be the government's you know underlying motive to make everybody a homeowner that's beneficial to community that's beneficial to a tax base that's beneficial to getting the money that you need to resource for that community yeah so they have a part but i would like to see people take more of initiative in their own future yeah, I mean, I think that that's that's always been kind of a uh, an issue for me is, you know, as a community, we do, you know, and, and, and don't get me wrong. Like I said, I know a lot of people might take offense to some of the things I might ha say in this conversation today. So I'm just kind of putting it out there that, you know, but but I but I'm a person I do believe that whether it's even with the education system in the black community. I mean, it is, it is sad that, uh, you know, as a community, our children do fall further behind when it comes to their ability to learn and, and, you know, and, and other things that, that could be tied to the education system. But I also feel that like our, like us as parents, we've been, we've been failing our children. You know, we're, we're, you know, there's a lot of us that, that we sit around, you know, we're, we're, we're up partying half the night. Our kids can't get, get to sleep so that they can get up, you know, I mean, you know, and, and, and go to school and be productive in school. You know, they, I mean, they're, they're introduced to so many things and, and don't get me wrong. I, I understand that there's, you know, I'm talking about a small percentage of the people in, 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 in the community, you know, but but what happens is you send these kids to to schools that you know where 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 other kids are at those kids are are, are also TV. impacted and affected by what that child's parents are doing at home you know so it doesn't you know i mean you can you can put the finest school give all the resources you know and and everything but if if you don't have the support from the home because i, I believe a child's first teacher is their parent 
You know, and if, and if they're not if they're not getting that support from home, those kids are going to bring all those those things that they're that they're dealing with at home into the classroom, which is going to be a problem for kids that that that, that are getting that support at home. I, I agree with you. I can't argue with that at all. <clears throat> you know, I can say I've witnessed that, you know, that type of behavior, that scenario that you're talking about. I've re, re, uh, unfortunately have seen that with my own eyes in real time. Yes. I think one of the key things that you mentioned was parenting. Now, some of these kids might be in a situation where they're, where they're pro their parents might have a problem with drugs. You and I were fortunate enough that we had that problem. Our parents had that drug problem or what we seen as a drug problem. And what I mean by that has nothing to do with being intoxicated. It's talk about being uh, disciplined and parented. And what I mean by that, your parents drug their behind out of bed. <laughs> That's the drug you're talking <laughs> they about. They drug your behind to school. They drug themselves to them PTA meetings, man. And when they got up there and they found out that you, you know that principal drug out that paperwork and you weren't doing what you were supposed to do, she drug your behind home and drug out that belt and drug you around that house, didn't she? She sure did. See, and it's going to take that type of passion. Now, I'm not advocating beating your kid. But there is something about stern discipline. There's more to that spare the rods for the child than just the terminology. Yeah, but part of the issue with, with the discipline, Steve, is so many people aren't disciplined themselves. How can you expect a parent that, you know, a, a person that, that, that's completely lost themselves to even know what proper and, and improper behavior is? It takes a village. See, what, it, what the lack of fellowship, with the lack of us not reaching out, with me not coming and throwing my arm around a brother that's slightly younger to me and younger than me in the neighborhood and saying, hey, man, there's a better way to do things. Now, maybe talking about his parenting style and talking about his child is yeah. not the way to create the bridge that is going to be needed. But we're going to have to have some dialogue. And maybe it starts out light. It's what you've heard me say before, man, about the older man and the youth. This is just like your neighbor, too. I've got to make a connection before I offer any type of correction. You've got to know I care about how you are today before I can help you be better in the future. So I need to come with constructive comments and don't use the oxymoronic word of constructive criticism because criticism doesn't construct it usually blocks the mind. They're so worried about the criticism that it's hard to build or construct that person. So we have to pick out the good qualities of what's going on so we can have the tougher conversation with them. Well, Does that make sense? It makes sense to me, you know, but I also, um, you know, I, I do think a little bit of constructive criticism can be beneficial, though, you know. I mean, I'm not, you know, I, I think that, you know, it, it, it all depends on where it's coming from. And like you said a minute ago, you know, if you have, if you built the, the connection, you, you know, the people should have to be open for the correction. You know, sometimes, sometimes people are just in a position, man, where, where, hey, you know, they don't want their kids and people coming up behind them to make the same mistakes they made. You know, I know I, you know, I have three sons and, and, and I have a daughter, but my three sons, you know, they, I'm, man, they have heard every type of correction and every mm -hmm. type of, you know, criticism that they, a person can probably hear. But I think that all of them know that it's coming from a place where I just want, I just want them to, to be better. Well, yeah, you sound like my grandfather now. You say, <laughs> boy, I'm going to tell you behind up now because I love you because everybody on that side of the door that's going to try to tell you behind up. That's right. Does not love you like I do. Yeah. And you you need the discipline. Don't get me wrong. You need to have the constructive the constructive comment. But I don't want to tear anybody down, young or old, with their criticisms. I want to point out what your strengths are. Now I'm in a position where I can help you. And you know what your strengths are. Sometimes people don't know what their gift of strength is. And sometimes somebody from the outside can say, hey, I really admire you for this. And start helping fertilize and water and, and, and let that grow in them. See, if I get you stuck on your criticism, you're probably too close 
to the tree of criticism that you can't see the other opportunities that are there. So I don't want to beat you down. My job is here to always to build you up. Yeah, there's things you're going to have to change. You know you can't do this if you want to accomplish this. See, usually I use a vision, mission, and action items. What's your vision of yourself? Young, old, male or female, how do you get to that vision? How do you make that vision come to fruition? You have to be on this mission, and you have to look at these action items. These action items go with this mission to make this vision come to life. Take your action items as taking your pulse every three or four months. Did I get these action items done that puts me on this mission to make this vision come to fruition? It's no different within our communities, within our race, within our households, and with our children. How do you view yourself? And sometimes as parents and people in the community have to ask that question, what's your vision and how do we get there? Yeah. You know, well, to me, it, it almost, uh, now, and I agree with everything you just said there, but to me, it almost seems like, like we can't move forward because we're too busy looking for a scapegoat, okay? We're looking for someone else to say, hey, the reason why I can't get this job or the reason why, you know, I, I don't qualify for this is because I'm going to say the white man, the white man's holding me down, you know, or, you know, and, and I look at so many people, man, and I'm sitting there, you know, thinking to myself that, that, there's you know there's nobody that's holding you down i mean now the you know if you're a black man in this country i'll you know i believe me i know your path just like my path is definitely going to be much harder to success than than a, than a white counterpart of mine you know there's no way that you know that so i'm not going to sit here and say that it's not it's not going to be tougher but as as black people that that's what we've dealt with you know, we, we, we know tough. We know hitting, you know, the, the grit. We know what we have to do to, 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 to get, get through the day, get through the year, get through, you know, whatever it is we're, that we're trying to, you know, get to or get through to get to our, our, our objective. But the thing is, is, you know, it seems like we're more interested in running to the past than to the future. I would see some of that. I think sometimes if if I'm understanding the dialogue appropriately, I think sometimes we can get caught up and like you said looking in the past and looking to cast blame on somebody. And I can only do that for so long. How long can I point at somebody else and not put my hands to work? Yeah. If I keep getting if somebody hasn't done anything for me for 400 years, man, why would I spend another year going there instead of trying to figure out how I can do it different? Because I think that would be this terminology of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and expecting to get a different result, correct? Correct. So would we not be insane saying the same thing over and over again? watching the deterioration or destructions of our neighborhood every 30, 40 years. See, we're going to have to do something different because this pattern isn't any good. This pattern expands what we want least. Mm -hmm. So how do we change the tide of that? And I think it's through the things that we have spoken of at least the three things that we agreed about as far as agenda items education finances and home ownership yeah well i don't i i think that until we get to a point where where you know we at least respect each other you know because you know you always hear this term when it you know on on news and and other groups of people they're always going back to this this black on black crime have you ever have you ever noticed that in any other community, you never hear them refer to the race of the people. You know, you never hear white on white crime. Why is it? I wonder why it is that that when it comes to them referring to to, to crime in in black communities, that that they have to stress black on black. I mean, have you ever wondered that? 
Well, one of one of the things that I've heard is if I call it black on black and I drive that point home, it's they don't love each other. So why should we? That's right. And and I think it's just it's just the wording. It's just like right now, everybody says social distancing. When all we're doing is being physically distant. Because me and you talk on the phone now more than we ever have. Mm-hmm. So we're not socially distant by any means. We're only physically six feet apart. Yeah. So it's how we word things that takes on takes on a different meeting or starts to draw an ugly picture. It starts to sully the lens that is seen that is seen through. Now, if you go to certain areas, you know, way out here, Orno, Minnetonka, some of these other places, the crime is going to be white on white. Why? Because only white folks live there. Now, if you magnify and put all your attention on the black community, of course, all the crime is going, that you're going to see is going to be crimes committed by black people upon other black folks. And you know what, Jack? I bet you they have Chinese on Chinese crime, too, in China. Yeah. <laughs> you know why? Because that's who they're with. with exactly. You're going to commit crimes against people that you're, you're around. You know, because, see, like, you know, I always looked at, at crime as a... Uh, as a socioeconomic issue more than a, a race issue, you know, because I, I think if you, you know, I mean, I've traveled around the, around this country, you know, I've been a lot of places in this country, and you know, you can go to the poorest trailer park, and they're you, you'll find that the same crimes that are committed at that trailer park mm-hmm. are the same crimes committed in cities like Detroit or, or mm-hmm. South Side of Chicago, urban you know. housing. Yeah, <laughs> and it's and, I mean, so it's it, you know, but some somehow society. Has has tied, you know, the, the the crime, and it's not by accident that they use the term black on black crime, but they they've they've tied this term crime to the black community, you know, instead of saying, hey, well, the reason why it, it might appear that that crime is more prevalent in a poor inner city community is because the people in that community are are disproportionately poor, you see, I mean, because if you go to a, a affluent black community. You'll find that the crime rates in, the, in that affluent black community are pretty, ref, pretty close reflective to the, to, to the crimes in an in a, in a affluent white community. You know, but, but, because, but because we are disproportionately poor, people have a tendency in, you know, you know, in their minds to believe that crime is, is, a, is a black issue. And I, you know, I've always wondered like how it is that, that this term black on black crime you know, and then you turn on the news and you're constantly hearing people talk about these so-called inner city, you know, these, these, these urban cities where all this crime and stuff is happening. So one day I was, I was having a discussion with somebody and, I, you know, because he, he, that's what he always threw up in my face, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, look at Chicago and St. Louis and Boston, or, or not Boston, but Baltimore and Detroit. I said, if you look at the top 100 cities in this country, because he was trying to say it was a democratic problem. Mm-hmm. You know, Democrats run the cities. And so I said, look at the top 100 cities in this country as far as population. You'll find that at least 95 of those cities are run by Democrats. Why do you only focus on those four or five that you know are going to feed to your agenda? Instead of saying, hey, you know, because Salt Lake City, I think that's a Democratic mayor there. You know, Seattle, Washington, Minneapolis, even our city. You know, some people that live here might think it's pretty dangerous, but, you know, all you got to do is look at the crime reports and you'll find that for cities this size, it's a pretty safe city to live in, you know. But, I, you know, so, I, you know, you always have to kind of pay attention to what somebody's underlying agenda is. What the motive is. Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, one of the one of the my fav, favorite quotes from the um, noted uh, author James Baldwin mm-hmm. is... Um, to be a Negro in this country and to be relatively conscious is to be in a rage almost all the time. What do you think about that? That's a man that's been through something. I can identify with some of the things that he says. Uh, growing up in this city, being that uh, at one time crossing Broadway, Definitely, if you cross 26, was a problem. You cross 
the bridge, cross Washington Avenue. It was a problem. This city here was just as segregated as any other city. It was. It just as segregated as any other city. The rage comes in the unfairness. You'll take, I'll just take an incident, two similar incidents, two different color young men. You get one young man who happens to be white. He takes a car and it is joyriding. You get another young man. They make his family press charges against him. Put an F on his report card. A felony is what I'm talking about. And now this man is jaded for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to justify either decision. Why would anybody else make them different? Two young men, same neighborhood, same high school, same crime. One has an opportunity at a future. The other one, after him and Ha, decide if they will give him a chance at his future. And there is some of the systemic, you know, lady justice blind, but she keeps lifting the blindfold up and looking. <laughs> you know, the scales are supposed to be, the scales of justice uh, the scales of justice well, supposed to be balanced, but she's pressing her thumb on one side. See, those are the type of things. Another thing that happens, man, is when you get into the schools that you'll find that one student will get a more attention and help be at the same stage. But then the other kid gets labeled as having a learning disability. It's never her having a teaching disability or a fairness of time with the students, spending a lot of time that the student needs. Then that kid ends up on paperwork, and shortly thereafter, because our kids are getting medicated on this Ritalin and whatnot at an outrageous rate. Yeah. So you're hanging labels on us. And the one they're forgetting to hang on there is human. Well, I mean, it's, well, they can't, lay, they can't lay that label on us because uh, this, this society doesn't look at us as human. You know, I mean, it's hard to, you know, I mean, you look at this, I I guess one of the things that kind of prompted me to want to have this discussion was this recent thing where that, that Kyle Rittenhouse or whatever his name is in Kenosha, Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. the boy that shot those, killed two people, shot the arm off another dude. And you have these celebrities like Rick Schroeder, like Tucker Carlson. Like the man, the, 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 our, our homie, the, the man from My Pillow, they contributed and, let, and got this boy, paid $2 million bail and got him out of jail, Steve. You see? Now, to me, I think that if, 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 like, if LeBron James even comes on TV and says, Black Lives Matter, you got, you got the same people that will encourage and call this boy a patriot for killing somebody. Tell him to shut up and dribble. That's right. They will tell LeBron James to shut up and dribble. It's not, he's, out of his, he's out of his realm to be t- speaking on, on social issues. You know, and, and I mean, so that's where the rage, because I, I've always felt like I've always had this internal rage. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, you know, I mean, I, here I am. I identify. Here I am. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm half white, right? Grew up. Went to a, a pretty much a predominantly white private high school, you know, most of my high school years. And I always, you know, I always felt like, like, like I can't get away with the things that, 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 that other students get away with. I have some examples I won't even bring up on this thing. But, you know, but there's, and then I went, went and then one of the things that I think really kind of frustrates me is when I see other black people that don't share in my rage. And I understand it's not my right to tell somebody how to feel. You know, I understand that. But, I, but, I, but for me, it's so frustrating when I see other people that, 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 that should, and then, because I think the, the operative word in, the, in that quote is conscious. See, 
is conscious black man, <laughs> black people, because there, there's so many, you know, black people, even when I was in corporate America, man, I used to, I used to go home sometimes, and I'm not going to lie, some of the people I worked with will probably watch this podcast, and, and if you're taking offense, it's probably intended for you, you know what I'm saying? Right. But the reality is, is, is I used to go home sometimes frustrated because I, I could not see how these people can, can navigate. You know, I, I couldn't, you know, and I, I mean, like I said, I know you got them quotes out there. People always say, hey, it's not, it's not what happens to you. It's how you deal with what happens to you that, that makes things, you know. But, but how many centuries does this turmoil have to last? You know, how, how long does a black man have to, have to smile in the face of adversity? You know, I mean, how long does a black man have to feel, you know, and, and, you know, feel like like th- th- there's no room for him here? See, and I and, and I can't say that I don't identify and share some of those things, same thoughts, man. It's just that I've gotten to a point point or I'm trying to reach a point continuing on a journey where I no longer take that disgust. And get upset and get mad. I start to think, what can I do to change the situation? What can I do to change my altitude? See, our frustration sometimes is because we have too much expectation in somebody else. See, if I lower my expectation of you for me, then I lower my frustration of, from myself to you. See, now I take that energy and I point it towards something and try to have a laser focus there because I can't have the disruption or distraction of my mind because then the things that I need to do, I won't do correctly because my mind will be preoccupied. And I can't be hating on you and trying to do loving, something loving for my family. It ain't going to mix. Well, no, I, I, I agree with you with, with that 100%. And it's not, I, you know, I, I hope that, you know, I didn't, um, you know, bring, it's not that I hate anybody. You no, know, I don't. You there's know, a different, there's a different Steve, in, in, in hating and wanting to be loved. You see what I'm saying? Big difference. I mean, see, and, and, and sometimes I just feel like, like, like black people in this country. I mean, when I saw, did you see that, that, uh, with that press conference with Doc Rivers where he broke down? I, you know what I caught the tail end. I'm gonna of tell that. you something, Steve. When a when when a, when 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 black men that have had decades of success, they don't even understand the ills of of, of of what's going on in the black community anymore. But when that issue of race hits a man, a, a, a 55, 60 year old man, the way it hit him, you know, you 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 just you know you know that this is something that's deep rooted. You know, you know that it's something that 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 that, that a, a, a good encounter at a grocery store with one person doesn't doesn't get rid of or a good encounter. Somebody at work says something nice to you. It doesn't it doesn't erase that. You know, this this is something, man, that, that is just so deeply rooted that that, you know, it's 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 going to take some some complete. You know, and I, and I don't even know I don't even know how to explain it, man, but it, it's it's going to take some complete sacrifice or something on from the other side man i mean even an apology even trying to trying to show and make and make people believe that hey you know you, you know you do have a place in this country you are you know things are 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 we're going to work at trying to you know create some kind of equality for everyone but i don't even see that that going i mean when i look at this last election man and i see that 74 million people <laughs> voted for donald trump I mean that that just causes so much alarm for me, man. I mean this is a man that was completely. I mean his whole agenda was to was to disenfranchise and tear down everyone else, and to have half this country, almost half this country, say, "Hey, we want another four years of this." I mean it it, it really has, man. I mean as much as I've tried to 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 come out of it 
optimistically, man, and try to 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 just look at it in a in a positive way and say, hey, well, we still won the election. I mean, I turn on the news, man. I still see him fighting to try to steal it. You know, try try to you know take the election. Even now, I mean, three weeks later, he's still he's still doing what he can to disenfranchise us, man. And we sit and we still smile. I don't understand that smile, man. I don't. I do not understand that that smile. One day, hopefully, we can as a group. But we, I don't see it. I don't understand it right now. Well, I think this is a good wake-up call for people. I think that's why we had as many people come out, because it was a rude awakening to realize that this type of vitriol could just spread across the country like this. And... I'm amazed too, Day. I am amazed too. I never thought it would be like this. I never thought that people would, we would go back in times. This feels like before I was born from what it was heard, what I heard, the tension. Yeah. And um, it's, it's hard to put into words that you have somebody that's supposed to be a leader of a country, man. And they've turned their back on everything. One of the things that popped into my mind as you talking about being conscious of this, that, and the other, other thing was the way the Ukrainians did Obama. When he went to go shake their hands and everybody that was in that line, about seven, eight men refused to shake Obama's hand. Why do you think that is? Was it a policy or a race issue? I would think it was a race issue. They figured none of the people in America, you know, uh, uh, respect their president. So neither shall we. And mm. then they got this hot mess to deal with on the world stage. And you see how the leaders are acting now. Just to go back to the Obama story was, who was the first one as soon as Russia invaded the Ukraine? Who did they call? They called Obama? Yeah, they called U.S. Help Us. Now, this is the same man that you got up here in front of all the cameras and disrespected. Not because he wasn't a worthy president. But what did Obama do, though? You know what he did. Okay, see, and that's the difference, Steve. He just kept on, he just kept smooth. He, he smoothly walked past them and acknowledged, you know, kind of nodded his head. Now, what head. did he do when they asked him for help? Tried to help him. Okay, see, you, now, you know, and that's, and that's the difference between, I think, us and other people see we are will we are willing to look past people's flaws and and and, and, and we, we we are willing to to look and, and i mean we will forgive where others won't forgive you know i mean we have you know i don't know of any major transgression that blacks have ever committed against other people in this country you know we're too busy fighting with ourselves that we can't we can't fight anybody else so I, you know, the thing is, is you know, we, we, I mean, we have we have forgiven and forgiven and foriven. Let me just read this other. I don't mean to be keep going to these quotes, but there's yeah, another right James. Ahead, there's man. another James Baldwin quote, man, that kind of, you know, that I kind of like like too, man. It says, "I imagine one of the reasons people cling to their hate so stubbornly is because they sense once hate is gone, they will be free." to deal with the pain okay so they you know in order to you know because i don't think that they even understand the the, the pain that they've inflicted not just on on the people in this country but i think on people all around the world you know and and we just continue to ignore it as normal and, and continue to say hey you know that's just the way it is you know and 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 you know and i believe that that's why that's a big part, not completely, but that's a big part of why the condition of, of, of black people in this country feels, seems like it's stagnant. I think it's stagnant because we aren't coalescing. We aren't coming together. See, but, do you, but, but the, I don't know that we have enough, enough power to... to you know, because even if we come together, there's examples of that, Steve. You know, Black Wall Street, right? There's examples of us coming together. But you and, have to understand that none of that came down by our hands. 
by our doing. I understand that, but but when we came together, they still destroyed it. So what I, that's what I'm trying to tell you. We still live in a we still live in a society that 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 even if we even if we are working together collectively to try to build up our community, the 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 the, the, the there's a large part of this society that 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 will do what it can to tear tear down what we build. There's no doubt. There's no doubt in that. I mean, you just look at the north side right now, the way they're carving up the streets and everything and the way they're buying up the homes. That's the intent of that is so we don't return. They're trying to move us out. Just like just like in Seneca Village, just like Rosewood, just like, you know, Tulsa, Oklahoma. See, once they find out where we're sitting at is prime and they decide that they want it were ran off that is nothing new yeah that is nothing new but you know if we have a neighborhood they're going to run a freeway through it it's what they've done to most black communities around the united states they've always disbanded our our efforts to come together as community that don't mean we stop well, do you think that do you think that 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 black people in this country as a community will ever will ever get to this place where 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 they don't you know they they actually feel like they're part of the overall community? I mean, or do you do you think that this is going to be an uphill battle forever for us? It's going to be an uphill battle far longer than it should have to be been too long to this point like you said every time we get a foothold town disappears run them off if you start to build a town they run the railroad around it or right past it as fast as they can it's always been systematic the way they've broke down the community you just look at south minneapolis and north minneapolis you remember the stores when we grew up. They're not there. Not over half of them are not there. And somebody else owns it if it is, and it's a corner store. You can only find one grocery store over north, and that's on the far north boundary like black folks don't eat yeah see now they force you to use public transportation cabs of some sort in order to get your your groceries which is spending money in another community and not in your own well i i do you know and i'm i, I know i'm gonna kind of go against the grain on this but i do kind of feel like we have some responsibility and in, in lack of of stores and things like that in our community as well for one thing you know i'm sure that you know you know you go to pretty much any any city any community in the, in the country you know it, it's it's for one thing it's high risk for a a, a a large grocery store to want to invest in their community because you know, as a community, we, we don't hold our own people accountable. You see what I'm saying? We sit there and we, 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 we watch people do things that, 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 are, are, that we know is going to create, create a, a, a problem for, you know, for us in the future, man. I don't care if it's shoplifting. I, I mean, and I'll, I'll be honest. I, hey, I have absolutely no problem. You shoplift in front of me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna talk to somebody, because you know I, I know the the what 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 happens as a result of you doing these kind of things, you know. And I want my mom or my grandmother or somebody else's grandmother to have this grocery store here and be able to afford to shop there. Yeah. Now, and I'm not saying you know I'm not saying that 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 that's the that's the only reason, but that is a contributing factor because you know I you know as a business person. You're gonna go where you're, where the money's good. I mean, I you know I I believe that a hundred percent. If people are coming in those stores spending money, Steve, they're gonna they're gonna put that store in there. But if if people are, are are coming in there and 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 commit you know committing crimes and 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 making it 
a hostile uh, environment for the for the people that are in there to spend their good money that, that that's gonna that's gonna be a deterrent man. well this is how i see it move the liquor store to the suburbs bring the grocery store back to the city i would love that to see too. you know you can find a liquor store a pharmacy oh, what else can you find here just uh, uh satellite clinics no real hospital to speak of but a little satellite clinic um <laughs> no I, yeah just think about it it's it's the bare minimums for a community yeah but but once again we have to we have to demand more you know i was talking to uh talking to somebody one time about the the concept of separation you know and and when people say separate you know it's not separating from american society as a whole but i was thinking you know I, I was thinking to myself like you, you you have a state like georgia you know that that actually swung blue this time so and georgia's always been right on the right on the on the on the border you know i was thinking you know what if if the black and i'm sure and I, i've heard other people talk about it too but what if the black community just flooded four or five states you know what I'm saying? Just say, hey, you know what? This is going to be black America right here. You know, because the thing is, is we all know when we come, other people leave. Right. Now, imagine if we can if we can control the politics in this in the in the state. I'm talking state, county, city. I'm talking the entire, you know, from top to bottom. We can control the, the politics all the way through. So, you know, the, the, the things that, that are listed on the black agenda that you were talking about, like better schools, you know, all of those things, you know, we, I mean, we would actually be controlling it. So, you know, of course, as a black person, you know, I want to see the, the schools have, in, in my community have the same access to resources as the schools in other people's communities. What do I think would happen? That sounds good. You said control about four states? Yeah. 46 states going to have a problem with that. For the first, I say for the first ooh, two or three months, they're going to love it. Go on, get back. Then they're going to realize that 40% of the economy <laughs> that your dollar is driving. Yeah. And then they're going to say, oh, no, they, there's enough of them over there right now. There's enough. We still to help pay these taxes. Well, the best could. way to look at that, man, I think the best Our illustration. Our states still get access to federal tax, though. Oh, we're yeah. paying them. Yeah, I know all of that. Mm -hmm. But it's still that money for the proprietors and different stores and, you know, you know, hair salon. We spend, what, 85% of the money at the, at the beauty supply store. And, you know, black don't crack. Black is beautiful, man. But we spend 85% of the money there. You know, uh, yeah, that's kind of. Uh. But anyways, to get back to what I was saying, the best illustration for what you talked about is Derek Bell's book, Faces at the Bottom of the Well. I and read, there's I a, read that book. There's a section in there called Afrolantica about the island that pops up in the Atlantic Ocean. Mm -hmm. And scientists run there because they realize that this island is full of minerals, just rich, rich with minerals and wealth. They find out that Caucasians can't breathe there. And the only people that can breathe there are African-Americans. That's a fantasy, man. Yeah, but it's, it's the same fantasy you're speaking of, isolated area. Uh, <laughs> so they run so they run black start running and they like they hurt they filling out paper you don't even need no paperwork bye just go just go just go then they're like hey wait a minute our, our economy's going down the gross national product gmp is going down hold up we need them we need them to keep this country vibrant and keep them going then they stop allowing people to leave then, unfortunately, this island starts to sink again. And at first, of course, you welcome with open arms. Now there's enough. It starts to revert back to the way it was. Yeah. So well, one thing I don't think people will ever let us isolate the black dollar. No, no, now, that's, a good, no that's a good point. We, I didn't think about we, that. We but. need to start supporting our businesses so we can be vibrant within the whole 
Well, I'm on this quote kick today. I'm going to give you a quote from Harry Tubman, Go ahead, Confucius, too, man. man. You nah, quote your behind you know, off. Go on. I, another, you know, <laughs> the thing is, my, my concern, even with what I'm talking about, is you have a large percentage of, of, of black people that are too invested in, in, in the white, white world, white country, that they couldn't even entertain a thought like that. Because they're more afraid of us than, than they're afraid of, of, of the people that have shown them that they will oppress them for three, four hundred years. But, but um, uh, Harriet Tubman, you know, and I'm sure you know this quote, I freed a thousand um, slaves. I would have freed another thousand had they all known they, known were, they slaves. were slaves. See, and, that, and that's, that's the problem with, with, with black people is we, we can never, we can, I don't care where you go, Steve. Most major cities, they have what? They got a, a, a Chinatown, you know, where all the Asian restaurants, the stores, you know, they know that that part of town is where we go shop, where we go out to eat, where we do, where we do the things we do, right? You know, now the, the, the black town is the is the ghetto that that's where that's where everybody wants to stay away, away from. from i mean i hear i hear black people all the time say oh man i ain't never gonna live over north now you come from chicago illinois <laughs> you know there's not one part of minneapolis that's that, that that's even close to what you've seen in south side chicago and you want to sit here and try to tell me that north minneapolis because your standards have changed because you got up here in this environment where, 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 you know, you go to work every day and, 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 and Chad might say, hey, you want to go to lunch with me? And, you know, and you, and, you, and you start to believe that Chad is your friend more than Darnell is your friend. Do you see what I'm saying? All of a sudden, Darnell is, is, is kicked to the curb because Chad is saying, hey, I want you to go to lunch with me. Social but see, climber. But see, Chad, when he gets home in his suburbs, Chad doesn't, it, the way that you don't know Darnell at work, nine to five, Chad don't know you five to, to nine the next day, you know, and, that, and that's where black people have to change their mindset and understand that, that we are the most unique race of people in this country. We bring, we bring all of the, we, we bring so much of the culture, we bring most of the entertainment, and yet, we, 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 we want to run to people that only want to use us for, for like, like we're just a bunch of showmen. We're just a bunch of clowns, and, we, we, and, and, and all they want is our entertainment so that they can go home and, and, and turn on the news and say we live like animals. Um, just to use your Chad Darnell thing, usually that cat that's caught in between Chad and Darnell ends up in a limbo. That limbo is somewhere between denial and never going to be accepted. That's so, right. So you end up in this chasm here, man, where this cat thinks he is so much better than what he's left behind that it's worth reaching, clawing, and crawling towards acceptance. Yeah. And you see it all the time. Now, that cat that is rose, if I may go a little bit back further into your conversation, that cat that is rose and is making that kind of money, this, that, and the other thing, I don't think he's become uh, like he's, you know, that he's, you know, ironclad against what happens. I think now he's in a position where he has to accept more of it. Because if you want to keep this money, you're going to keep your mouth shut. You're going to grin and bear it. Well, I guess that's why corporate America has never been for me. Because, right, because, because I mean, you, think about it. You know as well as anybody, man, even at work. I'm going to say what the, because I don't, I will never sell my soul for, for a dollar amount. You know, you know, I don't care if it's $30 an hour, $60 an hour, whatever the case might be, because I got to go home and look at myself because mm -hmm. I will never be that person that's at home hugging the pillow at eight o'clock at night because I kept my mouth shut when I know I should have said something. Dying death every night. That's right. And that's exactly <laughs> what happens, man. You know, so, you know, until we get to a place where, where, where we actually can have the conversation with ourselves, you know, and I'm not, and like I said, this is the, the you know, that was just a, a little thing that I had kind of thought up as far as, you know, just, just overwhelming a, a couple States. 
because just changing the political dynamic. See, because, if, you know, you if you target states that are, are, are historically red, like the Carolinas, like Georgia, like Florida, say, say, you know, say you get you get five million black people moving to each of those states before this next election. Wouldn't all the other states turn red then? They, Everywhere well, they live, well, I it, mean, it how depends. many how many electoral votes would these four states have? Because they would be just fine putting you down there, changing the electoral votes, but, but man, they, but they, and just saying, okay, we, you know, they're off in that corner. We'll shorten the amount of, you know, I mean, this is how well, Steve, we, systemically we, I, this is how things no, work. But you're, you're not, but you're not feeling me though. See, because a state like Minnesota, Steve, what's the black population in this state? What's the black population in this state? We, I want to say we're, what, 11% on the whole? I think we're, in the, in the state as a whole, we're probably, I think we're like 7 or 8%. Okay, I, okay it's that. way, it's below, it's, it's not, it's single digits. So what I'm saying, you get a couple hundred thousand, see, you know, in this state, this state has the longest history of voting blue, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the last, I can't remember the last president that won Minnesota that wasn't a Democrat, you know? So when you think about it like that, you okay, know, it's got to be thought out. Okay, think about it like this here. The state of Minnesota is what? Three million? No, the state of Minnesota is like almost six million. Okay. But only how many people live in Minneapolis? Well, the city of Minneapolis is mm-hmm. 400. Yeah, and then St. Paul? Another t- almost three. So okay, yeah, but but all right, and now and then everything outside of that is mainly what. Once you get to the third tier, fourth tier is what. Well, it depends. Well, it's, no, well, it's well, third or fourth tier, yeah, but you it's know, what. No, once you get out there, it's what white. farmland. It's white. It's farmland. Yes, of course. Okay, all but, right. But Steve, the, so the, who's the, shooting for the farm the, subsidies? The vast, the vast oh, majority, the vast majority of this population in this in in, in this state, like sixty five percent of the population in Minnesota is in the seven county metro area. Now I know seven counties extends beyond that three, but but of that uh, of that population, you got farm area right here in Hennepin County. Of course. So as we get onto the outside of the periphery of the city here, most of that's farm. Well, I know, but but Steve, what I'm most saying, it, it would have to be systematic. But I but the thing is, is I I just I I have I've always thought of that. Yeah, it would have to be a systematic plan. But imagine if 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 we could create black wall street for four states you know you get people you we get our we get black doctors lawyers black professionals black bankers black everything to move into these states change the politics in them states where we're where we're, where we're gonna where you know our so, votes are gonna dictate you, when the, you bring up politics you're gonna bring me right back to what i said because when you start to vote on the national level then four people then four states are not going to be able to elect a president then the tide then the country starts to slant against then you put yourself into a little kind of a hole man when you put yourself in that situation because you only got four states you get a certain amount of electoral votes man Steve, you're and making it sound like you're making it sound like only blacks vote a certain way That's no i'm just that. trying to let you know what is going to happen well if you look at the history and you see how things have gone man what do you think is going to happen here? Things haven't gotten better for us since we left high school. They've gotten worse. Okay, so what do you think would happen? Tell me what you think. I, I'm telling you. I'm trying to tell you that. When you keep saying da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da, cut me off. What I'm telling you, you got four states in there. Let's say right now they got 50 electoral votes. Man, by the time they got through it, it would be 40. They would take. They, they would. They would mute your voice, and they would just let you sit down there, and you would pick the the, the hurricane, you know, the hurricane area of the country. Here, y'all can have it. Try. I got brothers trying to run up out of New Orleans and all that area right now. You know, <laughs> Southern Georgia right now. Yeah. Well. No, I, I mean, I no. Yeah, that's a good point you're making, man. I, it's just something. I just all I'm saying is I think that that maybe it's time for us to start thinking of an alternative because I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, way too often, man, that there's, that there's really not, that there's really not an opportunity for, for, for black people to actually live. Because like you said, in order for us to live in this society and be somewhat successful, we, we have to go in and we have to completely transform who we are to at the core. 
You know, we're the only race of people that's asked to do that, Steve. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying like, like, then don't get me wrong. And the only reason why I say that deck changed to the core, man, because our core has been changed. The mind has been changed. The outlook for oneself has changed. So if we have allowed others to change us from the inside, that's where our work begins. So we oh. can see these things outwardly what, 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 just to go back to something you said when we started this conversation out was black agenda have we ever had one that was very comprehensible or in a not. or in a long time if we have one that's been comprehensible and has there any been any decent percentage of people involved in it well, pushing that agenda be, forward because i steve the, the problem the problem with the black community is, is, what does that is, mean? Is, is, is what the black what the black community? Agenda. Yeah, I know black community. What, what does the agenda, agenda mean? Yeah, what is the what, agenda? What, mean? what an agenda is, Steve, is an agenda is is, is saying, hey, these are the things that that, that 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 we would like for you to address. Mm -hmm. Okay, you know, so it can be a, a whole slew of things. Because so we didn't even like for me, the, the issue of reparations would be the number one. Okay. See, I mean, I believe reparations is, is probably the number one issue for African-Americans. Now, I don't know in what form or how that reparations actually looks, but this country has to make amends by, by putting something on the, on the plate that says, hey, you know, we, our greatest sin as a nation was, uh, was against your ancestors. You know, mm -hmm. the other group of people that, that, that had, had that kind of sin they were they were their situation was repaired up to a certain degree you know what i'm saying you know ours has never been addressed so, you know so i don't know i don't know what it is that we do or what it looks like but i i do believe that 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 on the black agenda the issue of of compensation in some form has to be part of the conversation what i what i said about reparations is said this in front of a group of people a couple hundred people mm -hmm. is like say maybe i don't want the money right now maybe i don't want to be temporarily healthy or temporarily wealthy i don't want a, a, a stimulus check for what's going on i want a situation where there's money set aside so there's a generational health well, the healthiness, because usually any money that comes in, you know, it's going to be right back out of our hands, well, being, taxed that's, that's, at, that's, being taxed in another community. But if I can set up some things or at least get an education for my child, then I'm starting the repair part of the reparations. I'm starting to heal. I'm starting to, you know, any healing takes three, four generations three, four generations. So I need to start now for my generational health. Well, but see, you keep talking about investing in the black community. That's I'm, in, the, I'm the, investing that, that's in what community. That's what a, and it has black people in it. Well, Steve, <laughs> we, we, we all, we all, well, at least I know that I do. I want a nice, diverse community, but, but, the, but the, the, the image of a, of a diverse community in America today still has black people on the, on the bottom rung. You see what I'm saying? I mean, so, so we have to get to a place where, you know, where we're no longer at least on the bottom rung. So when I say invest in black, in the black community, I'm saying invest in, in legitimate businesses that, you know, that, you know, black owned businesses, invest in, invest in things that are, that are exclusively intended to empower and enrich black people. I agree with you. I don't know if you remember way back in the day, man, before we moved buildings and changed offices and everything else, I started, we uh, tried to start up uh, a black professional group. And the people that came to that meeting, that information meeting, that startup meeting, their first thing was to complain about what somebody had done in management, complained about another coworker, they complained about this, that, and the other thing. And I said, I'm not here for that. What I'm here is to make sure 
that you guys are finding the right resources so you can put your, the right feather in your cap, so you can have the right tool in your toolbox so the next time you go for a job in management or you try to transfer to another center or to another office, you'll have those ducks in a row. Do you know what I heard from one person? What's that? What good is that going to do me? <laughs> I said, you know, I'm thinking to myself because I don't want to blow the opportunity of bringing people together. I'm thinking about, well, what good is what you've been doing, did but, you? But is that somebody, Steve, that that has, I feel, a slave mentality. They, 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 you know, they, they can't see the, they can't see the benefit in something like that. But I just because they don't want, have any aspirations, man. But I don't want to keep having that conversation because I'm black because he was white, and and then I have to tell you, take the brother, sit him down, and grab him by both shoulders and say, man, no, it's because you're not prepared. That's right. Now you were in position and you failed to prepare yourself to be in that position. You wanted somebody to give you something, didn't? You didn't want to earn a thing. Yeah, well, that's what that's what we do, though, Steve. I mean, like I said, I'm afraid that that over, you know, in general. I mean, I even hear so-called black leaders, man. I, I'm, you know, saying the same thing. I'm afraid that that we've bought into this whole theory that that we have to have this boogeyman, and mm -hmm. and, and in this country for 300 years. The boogeyman has been the white man and it's been the system, you know, and I mean, because once the once you remove the boogeyman and the lights come on, you have you, you have to move, navigate through life on your own merits. And I think a lot of people are afraid of that because, you know, and, and, and I like I said, I don't I don't know how to really explain it, but but I agree with you. We have to stop thinking that somebody owes us something. That somebody, you know, has to do something, go out of their way to do something for us. And I mean, when, when I speak about reparations, I'm not talking about individuals. I'm talking about this country because this country has benefited from from the from the labor of, 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 of our ancestors. So I do believe that they owe uh, they owe us something. But as far as individuals. No, I, I don't I don't ever want to feel like I lean on. I don't care what color a person is. I don't ever want to feel like somebody has to do something for me to move forward. So you saying that people nowadays are stuck with a 40 acres and a mule mentality? They are. OK. And the reason why I say that, because most people think that we were to be given 40 acres. And a mule. Well, and how that story really plays out is. Let me get 40 acres and work the land until I'm able to pay you for it. And the mules were thrown in because it cost too much money for Sherman to bring them back north on the train. I can bring more men back on the train and just, you here, take these mules. Take yeah, them off well, my hand. My, my only issue with the 40 acres and the mule is the white people were given 160 acres. You know, and then with the same conditions to go, you know, as long as you homestead the property, you take care of it, you know, grow well, crops or whatever. Well, we're, you're talking about the land grab where they can come and they wouldn't. They no, that's afterwards. I mean, about go west, young man. Yes. As they started heading west, man. A lot of that, you know, the 49ers and all that. This is right before and after the Civil War. They ran out there and put down stakes and stuff. And that's how that 160 came about. It, that was what they did to the Native Americans. <laughs> OK, that was the, when they came in and took their land and run them off and, uh, you know, passed out blankets with smallpox, even called for one of the first germ warfares. Jeffrey General Jeffrey, uh, Jeffrey Amherst. You know, you got Amherst, Massachusetts, and Amherst College as well, man. So he was so revered for what he had did as far as chemical and germ warfare, man, that they named cities and schools after him. And I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, that was them rushing west and taking land, taking land from Native Americans. You know, this gentleman's trying to put up borders. Do you know the minute that they signed the Louisiana Purchase, that one third of America was Mexican, hmm. Spanish speaking? Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the, the country has a history of stymieing, stifle, suppressing, pushing out, moving out people and denying them their place in history as well. It's 
time for us to decide our direction and be at the table making the decisions with our hands also on the work. Now, see, you said black leader. Most times, and I have to get clarity when you say that, is it black leader self-appointed, black well, leader white appointed, or, or leader that we have rose up, that well, we I have think pushed most, up? I think most of these black, that's why I usually say so-called, because I think most of them, are self-appointed you know i think most of them have just decided that but you know what you can't really knock them because they they somebody did something. gotta do something that's right they did something that the rest of us are are afraid to do you know so i always will respect you know people that at least you know try to step up and step out front and and bring about change man but did you have anything else you want to close with no, I'm, I'm cool. I, I i really dig the conversation i really hope that there's people that uh because this is, this is just a wedge. What me and Dak talked about is a small slice of a big pie. And this dialogue is going to have to take place over many more hours, many more days, and many more people involved in the conversation of how do we get to the next tier. We've sat here too long. And we don't seem to be happy. What are we going to do? about taking the initiative in our next step and our and our joy our happiness that's going to be up to us up to us yeah, it sure is all right well that will conclude uh, our episode five black life in america discussion between steve and i um, once again if you like our conversations please uh Go to Facebook, hit like, subscribe, and then somebody says something about ringing a bell, you know, that, that will uh, give you a notification if anything changes or if we add another, another episode in. So if you can do those things for us, we'd appreciate it. Um, but we'll go ahead and sign off with that, and thanks again for listening. All right. Peace out.